La 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 la. Test one two. That's Test one two. Come along now. <laughs> Take a ride with the B. Did you? Wait wait wait. You didn't do it again. Yeah I did. Did you really? Yeah. Come along now. Omar, yeah. Lightning, Dave the King of Mexico. Hi, guys. What's up? We're here to shed, shed some light on the Kevin and Bean show, the ins and outs, the behind the scenes, pulling back the curtain, doing what we do. <laughs> Is so, it really doing what we do? I don't know. I just made that up, <laughs> just riffing. I'm not good at this. Let's we be do, honest. We do stuff, so yeah, we do. Uh, I'm excited dude. about today's show, gentlemen. Me too. Can I tell you why? Been waiting all week for this. The Bleeda in Reseda. This is... This is a phrase that has been thrown around for a long, long time. People said, oh, the Bleeding Reseda. But I don't think the average audience member out there has, has any idea what we're really talking about. They go, well, the, the Bleeding Reseda somehow uh, tied in with Jimmy and, and Adam, Mr. Burcham. He was a, a boxing. Wait, what happened exactly? So we're going to get to that on today's show. But first, we have some email. Okay. Uh, so uh, I wish them. I had that uh, queued up. <laughs> That's right. I, 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 thought it, I thought this was a special Bleed and Reseda episode. So, well, no, I, we okay. got some email first. Okay, my yeah. bad. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Hit right now. Oh, baby, baby, we're gonna check the <laughs> Sorry, guys. Baby, baby, we're not talking fart box. Baby, baby, we're not talking cat's box. Baby, baby, we're gonna check the inbox. I like to start the show with uh, Inbox because it kind of gets the juices flowing for us. I think. Yeah, you know? let's get going. Right. In my pants. This yeah. comes from uh, Luis. Lifelong fan of the show. Your B-Team podcasts are amazing. They're, the audio commentary is like that of a DVD you love. My job is to fly and secure aircraft all over Africa, and I've listened to Kevin and Bean what? and your podcast everywhere from Somalia to Chad. Please don't ever stop. Also, as a Long Beach native, I love your shirts. Hey, thanks, dude. That is from Luis, listening all over the world, uh, securing jets. Uh, <laughs> this is coming from Rose. What, what does that mean? Securing jets? I don't know if he's like one of those, uh, what do you call him, the air marshal? Or I don't know, huh. securing jets. I mean, I, I don't know. He's a Somali pirate who's taking him over. <laughs> so he's, he's with, like, all right, here's his signature on the email. Stealing airplanes. He's stealing airplanes. Flyaway security program manager. And I don't want to read more of this because this looks like military. It wow. is. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. US.af.mil. Ooh, Air Force. Wow. He takes over cool. airplanes. That is cool. Uh, from Rose, where did Bean's nickname come from? When did he switch to Gene or has he always been Bean since he was a little kid? And as far as Bean knows, he's been Bean. He's been Gene Bean Baxter since he was a child because he was he always was, really tall. Yeah. So tall. it's the Bean Pole. Yeah, he was a right. spring bean. I think that's where it came from. I don't if he was ever string bean yeah i think it was just bean like a bean pole mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know ashley says uh question how do they get that drop that goes f kevin and bean f i've been saying it my whole life and i'll be saying it till i die f oh, blah 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 she man. says today i heard it on monday's podcast with hippies in the blank that guy's the best hey i correctly recall they can put several words into the blank how do they do that omar how do you do that? Uh, all right, uh, hold on. Yeah, let, 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 let Dave. Here's I'm, I'm looking story. for the audio right now. Once 
uh, Kevin, Mike Catherwood, and I went to a Slayer show, Slayer and Marilyn Manson. Hey, Dick, I was there. And Lightning, because Lightning drove us. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, because <laughs> right. I don't remember much of the night. But that's where uh, we did Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Oh, this guy in the wheelchair. And then we ran into oh, Yasir, who was in a wheelchair. And he started with... I don't know what Dave's talking about, but he's he's got the story all wrong. No, it's actually it's. I think you're up. thinking of the wrong drop. You're thinking of the wrong drop. I think no. you're thinking of the wrong drop, Dave. Lisa May. Period. We're talking Lisa May. This, I've been oh, we're talking about this guy. Lisa May. Dave, the king of Mexico. Period. This is what we're talking about. I'm completely wrong. Yeah, you're totally wrong. I'm totally wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. Dave, the king of. So Mike Catherwood was our man on the street back in back in the day for a couple of years. So Omar, before you play that audio again. What Dave is talking about is yes here, and that guy's right. like, "F you, F the world, yeah. F your mom, die, 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 F your mom, yeah. die, 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 F the world, die, die, yeah. die." Yeah, so that's oh, yes here yeah. in the wheelchair, which is different than what this listener is asking about. So, right, this guy is talking about this, this Lisa May. Period. Lisa May. I've been saying that my whole life. I'll be saying it till the day I die. Lisa May. So this guy was um, in Pasadena somewhere. Uh, Mike Catherwood used to be our man on the on the street with a microphone. Whenever Kevin Bean had any kind of kind of like what you did with lightning strikes, okay, he used to do with different topics. So uh, I, I, the original one was f- hippies. Or it was some sort of random topic about hippies. <laughs> oh so God. there was a full-on interview with this guy, but Kevin being isolated that F hippies part, and they fell in love with the guy, okay? So after the fact, Kevin w- told Mike, hey, go find this guy again and record a bunch of different ones. <laughs> so not only do we have F hippies, but we got all these. Dave, the king of Mexico, <laughs> period. Dave, I've been saying that my whole life. I'll be saying it till the day I die. Dave, the king of Mexico. Psycho Mike, period. Psycho Mike. I've been saying that my whole life. I'll be saying it till the day I die. Psycho Mike. So it's not like it's a computer-generated program or anything. It's actually Mike going with a list of names or whatever that Kevin Bean wanted. Hey, have this guy say F this or F that. Ralph, I've been saying that my whole life. I'll be saying it till the day I die. Ralph. That's some good organic audio you guys got Omar on the streets. Omar's dumb f-ing haircut, period. <laughs> Omar, I've been saying that my whole life. I'll be saying it till the day I die. F-ing Omar. What was your dumb haircut? I have no idea. F-ing monogamy, period. F-ing monogamy. I've been saying that my whole life. I'll be saying it till the day I die. F-ing monogamy. And his delivery wow. is the same all the way through. It's pretty monotone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could see how somebody could think that we just dropped out a word and put in a new word. But no, that's a real guy that Mike found. This is probably... So Mike spent like a half an hour with the guy, yeah, yeah, just getting everything he could think of. But what luck being able to find him again? Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was, it was, I think like Mike may, maybe like took him out for dinner or whatever, and that's what, <laughs> what? you know, kind of like you know was his compensation for doing that for us. That is <laughs> funny. Yeah, uh, this is from uh, Kate. Our main request: I want to hear about the behind the scenes on the two week challenge where people were staying in a brand new Beetle. Um, at Universal Amphitheater, and it ended with rock, paper, scissors. That was living it and win it. And that audio is coming up on a future podcast awesome. here at the B Team. Yeah, I that, remember listening to that. Yeah, that was before our time. And it was there. so like so cool because I don't know, but you could like smell the stank coming <laughs> off of the the radio because these people were in there for a couple of weeks, if not a month. The Volkswagen Beetle was brand new, and it was the car to have if you were a young person. You wanted a Beetle. 
guy and girl. Like it was the massive marketing campaign, the cools. And so there was a, how can we really push people to do whatever to get this car? Let's have five people live in this car and the last one standing who hasn't like said, all right, I'm done, I'm out. The last person in there will get the car. And it was at Universal, right? So Yeah. So we yeah. ended up with four people in the car plus Big Tad <laughs> with at, oh. at 350 oh pounds. God. Now- Tad, Wouldn't they turn on the heater or something? They would, so we had, we would blare, we had a, okay, so legally we had to monitor the situation the whole time. So this car was up at Universal Lamp Theater. Um, when you walk into like um, that, you know, that big globe that's yeah, at Universal yeah, City Walk, yeah. it was yeah. parked right there. And we had, you know, the stanchions all the way around and we had a full-time crew 24 hours a day. We had Amy uh, Stevens, our promotions director then, and her staff around the clock watching at the same time not just protecting annoying them we would be playing all kinds of crazy music to sam, make them sleep deprived sam the armenian comedian would be telling jokes right, right outside their car door <laughs> we would turn the heater on we'd turn the air conditioning on we were really trying to get them to to just to, to bone out of there and I give can't up wait to hear about it oh yeah so that's we awesome. a lot of stories regarding regarding oh, that yeah, one we that will get good. to that on a future b team love that. um from sean hi b team love the podcast so far whatever happened to miss double december one year it just seemed like it didn't happen anymore. What happened? Why? Dave? Well, I mean, we've been doing it, I think, like you started it, and it was about 13 years, 14 years now. Yes. And the guys just thought that, you know what, in today's day and age, just oogling women wasn't the right thing. It sounded, felt sexist. It just, yeah, it just felt sexist. And, and it kind of ran its course. Yeah, it really I mean, it was fun. It was, and, you nobody know. Nobody was really like, oh, you know, we can't wait, you know. I mean, it, it, you know how it is when you, you're doing something new and fresh mm-hmm. and you're excited about it. And then, obviously, with everything, there's that kind of like, you know, moment where it's reached its peak and you kind of coast through it and you just kind of do it because people want you to. And it was already on the other side already. People weren't excited and uh, you know i mean it was it was a, a bit creepy there was some there were some horny dudes that were excited yeah though, yeah. yeah and then we but noticed again, that too in the that crowd creep, that yeah. creep factor you know yeah. just uh, you, know, and, but, you know i think i think what starts organically ends organically and this started by the way at at christmas cd signings it did yeah. yeah so we were doing cd signings when we had the kevin and bean christmas cd and we were looking for something because it was just us sitting at a table signing autographs yeah. and what can we add to this mix what could we do on stage to make it more exciting i think it was i want to say it was ralph that came up with the idea and Chicks, he was man the, and he was the host from from day one but so it, it, but it started out just as like uh you just choose it wasn't from, it wasn't it was just like an like email or it something was just right like, a like listener yeah right? it was just a or, listener like all right you're it and then yeah, it's, for the it went into year. like uh, online entry, and then we'll pick a winner, and then it went to a full on pageant, and then <laughs> now it's gone. And yeah, I, 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 I wasn't, I was, I was never <laughs> get it out. So I was never really a fan of the shows, but this, this, this is back in the day when they didn't allow me to play, right? So I was always back here. I'll never forget the first one they did in, at Slidebar. Because they made, um, for me, it wasn't a mistake. But they they say it was a mistake. I wasn't I wasn't there. I just heard the energy from the room, and they did it inside. And yeah. I guess it was. I very chose small. the slide bar. Yeah. And I, by the way, today I still stand by this. No, it was way too small. I, it was way too small. But I did not want us going to a venue that was too big and sounded empty. I wanted energy non-stop and that's what we got now it sucked because it was too small it was a nightmare i hear logistically from, you know, yeah. it was it was literally you know you've been to the slide bar you yeah, know the size you can't of the get place. around well, it was in that front room of the slide bar which is completely no no no, no 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 dave it was it was it was under the the outside no it, it was no, hold on it was where they have the um 
right next to the main bar. Yeah. Under the uh, yeah, it's just the, ca- the canopy area. Yeah, yeah under yeah. the canopy oh. area. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, but I remember. It, didn't it also rain? It did. It, it poured. Everyone had squeezed in yeah. to the stage. Now that, well, and we had a catwalk stretched down the center, yeah. so it was really and tight. The girls were wasted. they were all sauced up. Oh and, my God. And, that was... and, and the, like the listeners, you, like I could hear like off the air, the listeners were buying the girls shots, and the girls were taking the shots. Oh yeah, they were all tore up. But man, that one. I mean. And then money was there clowning on the chicks. I mean, it was it was hilarious, and, and like yeah, you felt the energy, you heard the energy um, in in that broadcast. And then the, the when, guys, when the guys look back on it and they and they hated it, they hated it because it was tough to do their job. They hated it because that. Yeah, it was totally. too freaking small. And they it was literally really hot in there. It was, and, it, but it, as far as the listener and the vibe, and I'm sure what came across in the air. There was a lot of energy and exciting. And by the way, if it sucked that bad, they wouldn't have come back and done no, it again. It, it sounded like a party. Right. And it was just like, I, you and know. And Bean sometimes Bean doesn't, have any, he doesn't have any time for shenanigans. Yeah, right. he likes you know to be I mean? in control, and he did not have control that that. And I also think um, it's one of these things where Kevin Bean really did believe in the uh, broadcast, but Mr. Weatherby hated any time Kevin Bean would do anything live. He right. would hate on it, you know what I mean. So it was a, it was kind of like a mixture of everything. But I just remember hating myself for not being down there <laughs> because like Psycho Mike got to be down there. Yeah, you know? it was like, it I wasn't sounded, down there. It, yeah. it just sounded like the best time ever. It was a party. Yeah. Listen, there's I'm, no question. I'm actually personally glad it's over. But we met a bunch of amazing girls, and it was fun time. It. Like yeah, when I, I mean, said it was a fun time. Yeah, and I think I'm still friends with, with a lot of girls, winners and non-winners. Even the one that know. got pregnant. <laughs> Even the one that got pregnant. Yeah, she's so cool, Veronica. <laughs> What's up, Veronica? So Shout out to Veronica. Yeah, if you're missing double December, now wait, don't Dave, get did, pregnant. Did, <laughs> Come on. Did, no, don't get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, don't get pregnant. Note, note to self. <laughs> right Dave, after. the girl that you dated, yeah, was she She wasn't a Miss Double D. She was a runner-up? or she No, was, she, no was, she was a Miss yeah, Double D. Yeah, yeah, she was a Miss Double D, and, uh, but she didn't have to go through the pageant stuff. So they just picked her online. They just right. said, all right, yeah, she's the winner. She got the most Damn, votes. Damn, she was hot, really? by the she, way. She got the most votes. Yeah, it was just a, yeah, she was a, a car model, and, and, oh. and it was just like, oh, yeah, you know, boom. There, That's she's the winner. Funny. Yeah, and I didn't even know back then. I, I had nothing to do with the the pageant back then. So that's hilarious. Yeah. That's so uh-huh. funny, man. So yeah, it's uh, it came and went like a lot of things. They just kind of run their course. I, I don't, you know, there was no one like, oh, it's time to kill it. I just like, yeah, yeah, we feel like we've like, kind of yeah. been there. Yeah, it was like we've been there, done that, and uh, we'll, yeah. we'll come up with something. Yeah, one more yeah. from uh, Lily here. Um, one <gasps> Double st- December. <laughs> come no on, way. guys. Not a chance. Double December. No. Ah. Kevin and Bean, write that down. Kevin Bean, you guys listening? <laughs> no, I'm tuning out. <laughs> Shut up. Double December. One Get story out. I kind of know, but don't really, is how Ralph made it into the mix. And uh, I know that there's kind of a, a Jimmy Ralph Adam connection. Wasn't it that Jimmy needed a, a, to train for a boxing match and used Adam? But then, wait, wasn't he Mr. Bertram? What was the rest of the story? I'm confused. All that all went down. Uh, asks Lily. So here's the thing. Lily, Jimmy was the sports guy for Kevin and Bean and also a writer behind the scenes. And he was the, had the, a, a fake Brooklyn accent. He had had relatives from Brooklyn. and he Was it fake? It was absolutely fake. Oh, I thought he kind of just like, you know, kind of like, you yeah, know, hyped it let up. it go afterwards. But he had a lot of family, a lot okay. of family. He had spent time in New York. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, he's a Vegas guy. 
Mm -hmm. But his family's from New York, and so he knew that accent, and he ramped it up, and he was going to be that sports guy with that Brooklyn accent, and that was his character on the show. And Jimmy, by the way, had been working in radio in a bunch of different radio stations. Palm Springs, up north, Northern California, et cetera. Yeah, he had been doing radio for a while. So we got him, and and, uh, Michael the maintenance man was a real maintenance man in our building in Burbank. And in the very early 90s, uh, before me, Kevin and Bean... He just walked in. He was cleaning up one night, and one of the guys found him, and he had a funny, great, outgoing attitude, and they immediately adopted him, and he was on the air all the time doing man-on-the-street stuff, and he was also still the maintenance man for the building. And he did other buildings as well. And I want to play for you the Bleed and Reseda, and, but I'm not going to just play the fight. I want to go back to the very beginning, guys, and, ex- mm. and, and play you this audio because I don't think it's been heard anywhere in – over 20 years. The Bleeder in Reseda. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that you? That is not. That's Mark Davis. Oh. And that was uh, one of the that – that predates – Where's John Frost? Yeah, that, no John Frost in here. That what was – uh, yeah, Mark Davis. You guys know him as Richard Cheese, the yeah. lounge singer. He did uh, some of the funny voices for us back in the day huh. here. This is the on-air conversation and how – the beef started between Jimmy and Michael. Appreciate talk to you later. It. Nice to talk to you. And a celebrity sighting from Johnny? Yep. Who is it? Well, let me tell you the story. All right. Where are you? Snow Summit. Okay. Snow Summit. All I right. was snowboarding last weekend, and uh, I was on the shuttle coming back to my car. I'm talking to my friend. I hear this guy making funny noises with his throat. I turn around, and there's this guy. He's hitting his chest, and I don't know what's going on. And sure enough, I, I couldn't. I recognize him from the Ocean Spray commercial. I was standing right next to Bobby McFerrin. Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Don't Worry, Be Happy himself. Bobby Stinkin' McFerrin. Thanks for calling. Thanks for the call. Appreciate right. it. Bye. Gotta be the first ever Bobby McFerrin sighting. <laughs> ever. Uh, Jimmy, I'm not sure we have time. Lisa, how much time do you have here? Uh, about 30 seconds. Can you? Can we put you on hold? Hey, ain't uh, Bobby McFerrin black? Yeah? Yeah. What the hell was he doing on a ski slope? <laughs> I don't. Jeez, I, I can't answer that, Jimmy. Hold, hold the phone. We'll talk to you next Okay, so wait, wait, wait. wait. Why is Jimmy on the phone? Yeah, why is he Jimmy, on the phone? Jimmy used to call in all the time. I don't know why. I think the sportscast, I don't know if they were originally on the phone or why he called in, but that was a gag. Like, he would call in all the time and just kind of interrupt. Okay. Rather than walking into the oh, studio. that's funny. Michael is in the other room and and hears this and, and hears that something about black people and, and the fact that they don't ski. Right. So, so Jimmy calls in and, and says something derogatory against, you know, that black people can't ski. And Michael immediately comes to, he's incensed. Like, what do you mean black people can't ski? So in the hallway now, Michael and Jim are kind of going like, you know, black people, Jimmy's like, I'm defending his position. I don't see black people on the ski slopes. And, G, and, and Michael's like, what are you talking about, man? Black people ski, we're like, we got blah, blah, blah. He's going crazy. And that kind of bled into this next break, which I want you to play here. Jim, when you ready, boy. Now check it out. When you ready, me yeah. and you can go head to toe to toe. Now I don't think the fight. Right. I don't think fighting is I'll the answer here. I'll whoop your ass like it ain't never been good, <laughs> man. Are you going? Are you going head to toe to toe? Toe to toe. Oh, toe to toe. Okay. Hey, uh, hey, Michael. But white people can't box. You know that. <laughs> hey, yo, white people can't box. That's not fair. He is the Jay Cooney of all sports, man. Let me show us. Let me show him what's up. All right. Well, I don't know that we need to. I don't know that we need to get into fist You ready, Jim? I don't fight for white. Is you man enough? Is you man enough? Huh? I'm I'm a, I don't up. fight for the white people, and you don't fight for the black no, people. No, I'm fighting you because me and you. Hey, yo, <laughs> now, yo, can y'all arrange this, now, man? Yeah, we'll arrange a That's boxing right. match. Sure, why not? Let's arrange this. Hey, down, there's no man. better way to handle problems at work than have oh, the two guys duke yeah. it out. 
Wait, wait. So this is real. This isn't like, hey, let's, this will be a funny stunt. This That's was, what I thought. It was like a funny Yeah, radio I thought this was just like a... Guys, I'm telling you that this is how it went down. What you heard right there is how this happened. This was not predetermined in the office or at Talleyrand or us having lunch one day going, what would be funny if they boxed? Oh this is how it went down. Like, they were... Michael was so pissed, he wanted to, he wanted to punch Jimmy, get it out of his system for insulting black people or the fact that black people couldn't be on Ski slope, them, yeah. just stereotyping them, and that's how it came about. They're like, "Oh my God, let's let's get these guys in a ring. Can we do it?" Frank Murphy was the producer at that time and started just he created a checklist. If we want to have a fight, we would need this, 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 and this, and starts going down. It says, "All right, well, we need a ring, and we found a like a, <laughs> we found a boxing rim ring in in Reseda, California, and we would need <laughs> we would need coaches, and we would need uh we all these things, and started just checking them off the list to see if we could actually do it. And at some point, um, Michael goes on the air and starts talking about the fact that he's got a real boxing coach that's gonna that's gonna that's already training him. Like it's as soon as we announce that it's happening, Michael's full throttle. He wants to kick the crap out of out of Jimmy. So and, how old how old are these guys at this point? Uh, are they in like mid twenties? Twenty seven ish. Twenty seven ish. Okay. Yeah, somewhere around there. And uh, Jimmy. Is on the air. It's like I don't know. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick his ass, but I need to be trained. He's talking smack, and there's a big knock at the back door. And I walked out to the back and opened the thing, and there's a guy standing in gym shorts and a tight <laughs> shirt, and it's freaking Adam Carolla. He says, wait, "I'm wait, here. Wait, to, wait. I'm here." In, in a couple of days or the same day? This is this is a I don't know. We're into the process. Maybe a couple of days after wow. we're talking about the fight and the right. bit is developing on the air right. in real time. It's organic. It's just yeah. we're literally just hatching it on the air. Talking to people, like soliciting for, hey, if you guys know a place where we can, where do this, we can have it, we need judges, trainers. we need paramedics, we need all these things, right. right? We need trainers, whatever. Michael's already on the air talking about the fact that he has a trainer. This guy is like tuning him up, and Jimmy doesn't have a trainer. Right. And this guy shows up at the back door, and it's Adam, who was a, a, a you know an amateur boxing instructor. I was love at first and, sight, and and so. <laughs> He's like, ah, I'm here to train uh, Jimmy. And apparently the backstory is that he had been calling Frank Murphy and saying, I want to train Jimmy. And Frank was avoiding him. And I guess <laughs> Adam still to this day has never gotten over the fact that Frank wouldn't take his call. But I guess Frank, who's the producer, kind of felt like he was uh, he wanted a real boxing instructor. And Adam sounded just like, like some Yahoo or whatever. And Adam was just not, not going to put up with it. He was just going to show up and... And 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 at the back door, and he did, wow. and and I said, Jim, there's someone in the back for you, and he went out, and it was love at first sight, and they went <laughs> to train, and and you guys know the history. I mean, Jimmy and Adam are absolute best friends to oh, this yeah, day, that's crazy. and that's how it went down because of this. So, this next piece is uh, Michael had already had a physical, and it was time for Jimmy to go make sure that he was in good enough shape to actually fight. We're standing here with uh, Dr. Joseph Sachs from uh, Northridge Emergency Medical Hospital. How are you today, doctor? Just fine. Now, Jimmy, one of our fine K-Rock listeners who is going to put his life on the line in the ring this Friday with Michael the Maintenance Man is uh, feet, several feet away from us changing into the hospital gown. Now, you designed this gown. It's a special Dr. Sachs design, right? So the entire butt is hanging out? Uh, I don't think so. We'll have him uh, keep his underwear. Sorry, what, Jim? Ready. Oh! <laughs> 
What? This actually reminds me of the time that I went to go get a colonic with Kevin. <laughs> Maybe we have to visit that at a later. Yeah, later Jimmy. Point. Jimmy would love to. Uh, he would expose himself at uh, very inopportune times and scare the crap out of Kevin. Kevin was not comfortable around other men's oh, genitalia. No, no, yeah, not at all. And Jimmy did some funny things. So Jimmy put his his wiener on Frank Murphy's chin one time when he was sleeping. <laughs> some other stuff. So Jim loved to like loved the shock and awe of, of having the wiener, wiener out. That's the best. He was naked. Okay. So what do you mean by ready, Jim? You're supposed to get naked. No. You're supposed to put. You're supposed to put on the robe. That was more than we ought to be required to see of our listeners. Just put the gown on, open in the back. I like to be nude. I wasn't aware Jimmy was a nudist. <laughs> Jimmy, why don't you have a seat right at the side of the bed here from the other side? Oh, man. Check your blood pressure. Come on, tie your damn robe. All right. One, 120 over 65. Good blood pressure. Swing your legs up and lie down. <laughs> this is the part where you manipulate my genitalia. Not quite. <laughs> well, you paid for the full package? Checking your stomach. It's there. Okay. That could be the hairiest stomach I have ever seen. You want right. some of that? Sounds good. Just let your head relax back and your knees. The contractions are only a minute apart. <laughs> so why are you making him put his feet in the stirrups? Just want to be sure, you know, you know those Olympic rules? Sometimes the uh, women masquerade as men. What the hell are you trying to say? <laughs> when do we get to put on the rubber gloves, Doc? Oh, that's coming up shortly. All right. So, uh, maybe we'll have you guys step out for a minute. Sure. Oh, yeah. is this the whole, oh, the no, whole thing the with the... All right, Jimmy, we're going to leave this microphone with you. We're going to be behind the curtain if you need anything. Just yell. Okay, want to have to stand up? Just remember, you ain't picking grapes here. All right. Was I supposed to shave this thing? No. All right, oh! Turn your head to the side. Take it easy on that! Turn your head to the side and cough. Good. I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but generally I like, I like guys to be a little more gentle than that. <laughs> more? Great. Okay. I'm going to pull that up. I've never felt so violated. Alright, let's uh, just check his heart on the EKG monitor here. As you prepare to stick these on his chest, the man's got quite a bit of hair. Is that a problem for you? No, this is uh, some... Problem for me, however. <laughs> this has a conducting gel in it. So you're getting them all lubed up then. That's right. 85 to 90, which is a little higher than Michael the maintenance man's. It might indicate that uh, that Michael's in a little bit better cardiovascular oh, health than Jimmy. Maybe snap. he runs a little more. Do you do aerobic exercise at all? Well, there's something I do in the bathroom. That's about it. And how many times a week is that? 90 or 100. <laughs> Tops. Now, you guys may not have noticed that Jimmy's right arm is hugely developed. His left arm's just a squiggly little thing. A little weak, yeah. So you would say that Jimmy, just as Michael the maintenance man was, is in good physical condition, and you probably look forward to a fair fight. Uh, that would be correct. Should we take these things right, off? Of- it's uh, time for him to get dressed, but we do have the EKG electrodes still on his chest wall. Can we just yank them off? Uh, you can take them off just like you'd take, just like you'd take a Band-Aid off. All right, good. Uh, be careful with that. Ow! Look at all the hair. Look at all the hair of this thing. Ah! I lost the nipple. (laughs) So that was Jimmy's uh, physical day. Wait, hold on. So Bean said we shouldn't see our listeners like this. Was Jimmy just a listener at the time? Thank you for bringing that up, Dave. I forgot to, 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 to explain that part. Jimmy originally called in as a listener, complaining, bitching, and moaning that no one did the sports right. And so he was on the phone for maybe the first hundred sports casts calling in with hey, the sports. Like, so 
maybe that explains why he called in on that uh, on that beginning piece there. That's funny. But he, we did set him up as being a listener, and we, thought, and we worked him okay. in very but slowly he, he already, over time. But yeah, because from what I remember, when Jimmy started, Kevin Bean had no idea that he got hired. That was different. So like, oh. so he was hired, and that was kind of a different deal. I don't want to confuse people, okay. but for, for the sake of on-air listeners were concerned, um, Jimmy was officially hired here at the station and we didn't know how to bring him on the air just we didn't want to just oh, so put Jimmy him on the air one day character or whatever. so, so yeah jimmy the listener who wants to do sports jimmy the listener exactly Got and it. he called in to bitch and moan how crappy our sports reporting was or the fact that we didn't have any and and that turned into why don't you come in instead of just phoning it in all the time and then he became he was always in the building, but he was just calling from another room. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. All right. So this is the Blita and Reseda. And I I'm a, I was I want to spoil who the judges were, but uh, I think You got celebrity judges? I think Celebrity judges? Yes. Oh, I can't wait. I think that when you hear the audio, you will be pleasantly surprised. He's sitting at the table with our celebrity judges, John Wayne Bobbitt, Tom Murray from Geek Out Channel 9, and Saturday Night Live's Adam Sandler. We are here in the broadcast. Well, Adam Sandler! Sandler. Stop it, but stop it, stop it. Yeah, stop Adam it. Sandler? Wow. Yes. John Wayne Bobbitt, do you guys remember that guy from the 80s? Yeah. Or it was 80s, early 90s, no, 90s. It was. It was 90s, yeah. 90s? He got his wiener chopped off. Yes, by he did. Uh, by Lorraine. Yeah. 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 So we had him. This is Pat O'Brien doing the play-by-play. And Pat O'Brien by that time was, by the way, was just coming off the Olympics or something massive. I mean, Pat O'Brien was the biggest sports reporter. Huge. On the planet. And then he went on right. to do Entertainment Tonight. And all that stuff. Right. Hollywood or whatever. So the Olympics. And then a lot of cocaine <laughs> and then hookers. Hey, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> yes. yeah, oh, you're yeah. so hot. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I DJed his kids like twelfth uh, uh, birthday party. Did you really? Yeah, it was. It was, it was uh, I'll save that story for another day. It was super creepy. I like Pat. Yeah. Despite what happened, I think yeah. he's a good guy. I really yeah. do. Anyway, so let's go. Sandler, we are here in the broadcast booth ringside. Bud girls walking around right now with the big number one, indicating the fight is about to begin. I'm going to turn over this microphone to CBS Sports. Pat O'Brien. Thank you very much, and hi again, everybody. Welcome to the Lita in Reseda here in Reseda, California. As the fighters get ready to come into the ring and. Finally, fight after a two-week buildup in this thing, and I sense that the crowd here is completely into this affair. And as I talked to the fighters earlier, it seemed that Michael was a little more focused than Jimmy. I just saw Jimmy was out of shirt on. Man, that is a tough thing to look at. And as we call this thing live, Jimmy with his hands up now, talking to the crowd, working the crowd here. But I feel that the crowd definitely is on Michael's side. Ladies and gentlemen, with the opening bell, Scott Mason, let's rumble the Blita in Reseda. Michael, the maintenance man, weighing it at one. Two left jabs right to Jimmy's head. Two, three, four. A flurry from Michael, the maintenance man. Another left jab to Jimmy's head. Two left jabs. Jimmy gets a right jab, a left jab, a left jab. Michael, the maintenance man, going right for the head and right for the immediate knockout here. Let me pause this for a second, Omar. Michael, the maintenance man. He's, he sounds like he's going off on so Jimmy. Michael, the maintenance wow. man, was fighting for black America. So Michael, the maintenance super man, seriously. was... So, Leading up to it, talking all the shenanigans on the air for, for the two weeks, as, as Pat just well, talked about. Well, a whole two weeks of training, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah right. but Michael was already in good shape. So yeah. Michael was, was in, a, in a fitness at that time, and it was in great shape. But this is – it was all fun and games until they got in the ring, and Michael did have the eye of the tiger. Michael was going to beat the shit out of Jimmy. He, did Michael, he just see red? He yes. Just, really? And and he had a real boxing instructor. And not to say that Adam wasn't good as Jimmy's in, uh, instructor. Yeah, but what do you Jimmy do in two was weeks? Just, Jimmy was just didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to go down. He wanted just to last the three rounds. We were going to do three rounds. And, um, man, 
I just remember Michael, like, it was, this was legit. This was not a radio bit for him. This was for Black Pride. Right. You know what wow. I mean? Wow. Yeah, it was Crazy. nuts. Unbelievable. I've never seen Michael come out with so much fire in all my life. He's thrown a thousand punches and we just started. I still can't get over how fat Jimmy is. Jimmy with a hard right to Michael's head. <laughs> Pat, wobbled him a little solid, bit. These are some solid hits we're looking at. They are not just rabbit punching. It's a left by Michael. The maintenance man, a left from Jimmy. A left and a right and a left to Jimmy's head. Jimmy wobbled on that one. Michael, the maintenance man, backed up against the ropes. He's got it. Now he's now they're back in the middle of the ring. Jimmy. At any time, were you guys worried about Jimmy? Yes. Really? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about this at the okay, end. Okay, okay. Yeah. Jimmy coming back on the left and a right and a left and a right. They are going at it, folks. Now, nice hit Jimmy from with a left Jimmy. and Michael on the right. Jimmy to the left. Jimmy has Michael the fan on the ropes. Michael grabs onto Jimmy and tries to hold on. Jimmy looks Jimmy pissed. Now. He looks pissed. He looks like he's fighting back. Man, it's, it's almost all hits hey, Omar? to the head. Yeah. So, Omar, yeah. I think at some point in this first round, Jimmy's like, Oh crap! This like is for real. Like, this, this is, is a real, real fight. Now Jimmy was like he he anticipated that that Michael would go at it, but when he got in there and 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 like I said, when he looked into Michael's eyes, I think Jimmy realized, oh shit! Like <laughs> this is really like the real deal. I'm not. I'm gonna have to fight. That's crazy. Oh, and man. and and Jimmy spent every ounce of energy going at it. Wow. He looks pissed. He looks like he's fighting back. Man, it's, it's almost all hits to the head. Ten seconds left. Ten seconds left in round one. Nine, eight. Jimmy with a left. He's got Michael against the corner. A left and a right from Michael, the maintenance man. Both boxers focused on the head. There's, there's the, bell. the bell. Wow. Round one is over and a thriller. What job. I tell you, Pat, we know both guys pretty well, and that was a, a real surprise, round number one. A real surprise. Tom Murray from Channel 9, what did you see? Kevin, I thought Michael came out real strong with that jab, but Jimmy came back pretty strong. I have to give the round, though, to Michael, the maintenance man. Looks Pat O'Brien from the judges' table like Michael, the maintenance man, so far is leading the fight. Seconds away from round two at the Bleda and Reseda. Between rounds, Michael, the maintenance man, has been getting counsel from his uh, corner. Jimmy has been sitting down, staring at him, focusing on the fight. And here's round two. You have to notice how Michael has broken into a full sweat. There, he's back against the rings now. A left flurry, a left jab, a right jab from Jimmy the Sausage. And Michael's shoulder is hurting him now. He's favoring yeah. his right shoulder. Jimmy the Sausage. I disagreed with the judges, by the way, earlier. I thought that Jimmy might have won first round because he wobbled. Michael against the rope. Michael now backing up again. Jimmy the Sausage flailing now with his left hook. Michael with a nice jab, a left jab to Jimmy's face. And we should say to kids at home, don't do this in your backyard. Jimmy is definitely hurting right now. Jimmy is definitely hurting. Jimmy can't lift his arms. Michael's got him. He's trying to tie himself up. Michael's got him against the ropes. He cannot lift his arms, ladies and gentlemen. Michael comes in with a left, and he comes in with a right. Jimmy back with a left and a right. Jimmy the sausage is very tired at this point. Michael the maintenance man comes in with a left and a right. Three seconds left in the round. Will he away? No. Round two is over. Michael? Excellent second round. Did you hear Michael right there? Was that him? Hit him again? Yeah, it was like, it was that actually, that was his coach. Hit him again. What did he get? Like, I tell you, these guys were like, this is full throttle. At any point, did anyone decide to say, like, hey, maybe we should stop this? This is too serious? Like. No. And I'm assuming they were wearing headgear and stuff like they that. They were. If, they had headgear If on. it's an amateur fight. But still, you could get oh, knocked you could out. Get, yeah. You could still get concussions. Totally. Like, And no one ever thought, like, uh, this is going too far. It was, we too thought- late. it was too late for that. An excellent second round. Kevin is at the judges' table. Adam Sandler, how did you see round number two? Well, I got to tell you what I did see. I saw one of Jimmy's testicles fell out of his shorts. <laughs> but uh, I, I got to say, I think Michael won that round, too. 
controversial decision, according to the crowd. By the way, it sounds like everybody's rooting for Michael, not Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jimmy was kind of the instigator and kind of, yeah, I think people felt Michael's plight, I yeah. think. And, and I think, you know, hearing some of this audio, it's like Jimmy was egging him on and like being the dick about it. So, yeah. so I think that's why everyone was behind Michael, but. And when you start seeing the fight, you're probably like, oh, man, this is not going well for Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy the sausage. <laughs> I had a controversial decision, according to the crowd. Both fighters are up. Their trainers are now giving them last-minute advice, and there's the bell. The third and final round here, the Lita and Reseda, Michael the maintenance man and Jimmy the sausage, both weighing in at 194, about a half a pound apart, and Jimmy comes out with a flurry left and right. Jimmy has Michael on the ropes, and Michael bends down, getting advice from his corner to stay in there and jab. Jimmy wearing a sky-blue uh, pants, and there's a Left jab from Jimmy, the right jab to Michael the maintenance man. Wobbles Michael the maintenance man just momentarily. Michael blinking at him, and Jimmy very focused on this round. A left and a right by both fighters. Michael against the road, his head down. Jimmy in with the right. Jimmy chasing Michael the maintenance man all over the round. I think Jimmy's got this this round won. Jimmy the sausage tries to put Michael the maintenance man down. He says a left and a right. He chases him across the ring. Michael just trying to hold on. Both fighters extremely tired now, staring each other down in the, Ten, the ring. Nine, eight. Remaining seconds of the round, he's got to have a knockout punch. Oh, a left to Michael to make this man's head. It's not going to work, though. Michael to make this man will win this fight. We'll hear from the judges. The Blita in Reseda, ladies and gentlemen, is now history. Wow, so amazing. So they, Michael won. They actually fought then. It's like. That's oh, crazy. Oh, man, that's crazy. Well, that would never fly now, but. No, <laughs> no, no. Just let that sink in for a second, guys. Like, you know, we always joke, right? So that happened. Like, that happened like what? that was real and guys omar dave yeah. jimmy laid down oxygen on his face was woozy took like 15 minutes to get back to sorts so we could really put him on the air and, wow. and kind of like recount i don't know if recap you have, what happened and stuff ever boxed but if you go all out for that amount of time you're gonna be so exhausted oh, especially dude, if you're he not was, in shape he, they were they were both gassed yeah they were yeah. both totally gassed but yeah. but jimmy especially was like Holy crap. And he gave it his all. And Michael was just in better physical I, condition. But I feel bad for Jimmy, though, because, you know, going in the mindset is, yeah, I'm just going to have fun and mess around with this guy and we're going to throw some some soft punches and, you know, no. And then you get hit that one time and you're like, oh, oh this, is this is for real. And then the adrenaline starts going. And yeah, the adrenaline, you get mad and yeah. then you're fighting back. And we heard it in the, <sighs> the end of the first and the second. He was throwing all out. So, whoo. That's, that's I'm awesome tired. audio. That's f- Great. Isn't that love, crazy? Love that. Nobody, never, nobody's never heard, heard that. that. I know, that's wild. That's awesome. And so, is it audio only or is there video of this? So, we're trying to track down this video for the documentary that we're shooting. You know, you guys know, well, you know, yeah, many people yeah. may not know that there's a K Rock documentary in the works. Mm-hmm. Adam Carolla is um, the brains and the money behind it. And his director, who's outstanding, Nate Adams, done the last couple documentaries for, for um, Adams Production House, they are putting together a linear history of K-Rock from 1967 to today. And it's amazing. And one of the pieces of footage that we're trying to track down is the Bleeding Receded because Channel 9 was there. As you okay. heard, Tom, whatever his name was, uh, the, you know, he was there from Channel 9. So they were there with a full big over-the-shoulder cameras shooting the whole thing. And it was on television that night. Oh, it was a big deal. So that, that footage does exist. I don't have it, but we're going to track it down and it's going to be on the documentary. And hopefully you guys will see that. Sometime first quarter, second next year. That's wow. a, that's our plan. It, it's insane. Like in, in the matter of two weeks, they whip that together. You know what I mean? I got like 
so this is where there's like, so pe- much red tape. Like you know what I mean? There's like no way they would be able to whip that together. Look, you know, without lawyers' approval. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? People. Guys now like we'll go like Lightning used to be you're such a good producer. No, that I I learned that stuff from Frank Murphy. Mm-hmm. Frank Murphy was a producer. So Bean had worked with him in like Maryland or somewhere. But he was they considered Frank Murphy super producer. He could make anything happen, and and he did. He he pulled that thing together in two weeks. It crazy. was freaking crazy. Sold Adam out Sandler thousand people in there. The whole John thing. Bobby. everything. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. We, we had relationships with those people. Yeah, yeah I mean, already. you have the legit people. You have the funny people, Pat and O'Brien, then you have. How smooth did he sound? Are yeah. you kidding me? Right. Yeah, it, man. What was Kevin and Bean's reaction to the way they fought? Because I, I'm assuming they thought they were just gonna. It was gonna be a radio. Pl- yeah, like yeah. like joke around. They were blown away. They were like, Jim's gonna get his ass kicked. I mean, it, there, I I don't know how to describe it. Like it was an at awakening this, at this where point, they're like, oh no, like this is. I think they were on one hand they were excited because they're watching a real fight go down. On the other hand, they're like, this could go bad. I guess. I, I mean, we should talk to Kevin immediately. I don't want to speak for them. It's not right. fair. But I think that everybody was surprised that it was – as soon as Michael came out and was real, the real deal, Michael wasn't – he had, it stopped being a joke for Mike and he was just out there, like I said, for pride. That's when we knew it was going to be this – is, this is real. And I don't know. It was, oh, it was, it was nuts. Jimmy the Sausage. <laughs> Jimmy the Sausage. Oh. I think that's probably enough for this uh, podcast. That was that, great. That, that was, was, that was, that was awesome. awesome man. That was awesome. Yeah. That was I awesome. have a, first time I've ever heard it. Too. I have a, a couple nuggets coming up for you guys in future podcasts that are almost as special as this. They're, they're going to blow you away. So yeah, it's it's, uh, it's the B team. That's who <laughs> okay, we are. Man, it was awesome. Omar at krock.com, Lightning at krock.com, King of Mexico at krock.com. Yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter too at at krock.com. K O M. Let us know if uh, you have any questions about. Uh, K-Rock, yesteryear, or current stuff. You're like, why do the guys do that thing? We'll try to answer it for you. Yep. B-Team! B-Team! The B-Team! Yeah! The B-Team! The B-Team! Oh, that's right. The B-Team, baby! R.I.P. Jimmy the Sausage. (laughs)